Episode. Yes, this welcome. Is a, um, welcome to the podcast. This is a shorter inter- intermediary <laughs> episode. Intermediary? I don't know what the correct word is. Uh, this is uh, welcome to Second Helpings. This is second Helpings. Welcome to Second Helpings. Yes. Where we record in a car. <laughs> we <the> two of <laughs> us. <laughs> We've recorded in a car so far, both times. Both times. Uh, Once because we got a Tesla. The other time because yes, because we bought FedEx, a Tesla. <laughs> FedEx refuses to deliver my my packages on time. I I just want to take one minute to get on a soapbox. Okay. So FedEx was supposed to deliver a television that I bought on Saturday this past week. It arrived in Colorado Springs on Friday last week, and they decided, no, we're not going to deliver on Saturday. And so they didn't deliver on Saturday this past week. Don't they deliver on Saturday? Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's really bizarre. So some guy was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm too too busy. Wow, that sucks. Uh, uh, To be fair, all the delivery things were uh, like UPS, uh, USPS, FedEx. They're all really busy because of Black Friday. Mm -hmm. Understandable. Right. Like, okay. All right. No... No skin off my back. So they were going to deliver on Monday. Uh, I missed the delivery Monday. Tried to see if I could do, like, a managed delivery where they, like, uh, hold it at a FedEx office or something like that. Tried to do it. Turns out the originator made it that this FedEx package had to be direct delivery, which essentially means that I have to be at home in order to get the package. Anyways, a couple sucks. more days happen. I'm trying to, like, coordinate with work and trying to figure out when FedEx is going to show up. They don't give you a time window. Missed it two more times. Called them. <laughs> told them, hey, just hold the package. Please work with me here. Just, like, just hold the package <laughs> at the point of arrival. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. They told me that I had to confirm it at 4 p.m. And... Austin, one of my roommates, he doesn't work on Thursdays. So I was like, well, he's going to, it's Wednesday. Yeah. I'm like, he's going to be at home on Thursday. Just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with it. He can, he can help me <laughs> sign for the package and get the, get the package into the door. Yeah. They don't show up on Thursday. <laughs> and I'm like, uh... what is going on? I'm like, Obsessively checking the uh, tracking number. There's no information. The status is pending. I'm like, what the heck? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, this is a big soapbox. Oh my god. <laughs> Thursday is done. They don't show up. Yeah. Literally, do not show up. Yeah. Friday, I'm like calling them. I'm like hammering their like customer representatives. I'm like, when's it gonna show up? When's it gonna show up? Wow. I will be there. When's it gonna show up? Wow. They're like. We have no information for you, sir. It's going to be between two and four o'clock. I'm I'm sorry, like, is this person Asian? No, I'm just I'm like oh, okay. I'm just making a voice for okay service people. I'm like <laughs> two and four o'clock. Uh, okay, whatever. So I'm like texting my friends who don't necessarily have work on Friday. I'm like, hey, can you like come and like squat at my house and sign for this thing? Because like they won't let me have it unless I sign for it. <laughs> And they're like, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can come between two and three. And then another friend was like, okay, I can come between three and four. Yeah. We had a Christmas party. And I was like, well, maybe yeah. I can leave Christmas party early and then show up. Anyways, this is a whole, like, logistical administrative nightmare. And they didn't show up. And they showed up at 1.30. <laughs> Literally, I was like, I'm going to have someone there between two and four and show up at 1.30. And I'm just, I'm fuming at this point. <laughs> oh I call them. God. I call them at two o'clock. And I'm like, what the hell? You said you're going to be there between two and four. Yeah. And they're like, we're sorry. We have no knowledge about. I'm just like, oh, oh my What God. is going to happen to my package is on the last delivery attempt they're like we will deliver it tomorrow and I'm like okay you're gonna deliver it on Saturday they're like yes I'm like can you confirm that they're like yes anyways woke up this morning pulled up the tracking number your package is being held <laughs> oh my gosh, CJ. Anyways, so I'm you sorry, listeners. So this is this is uh, this is why we're recording in my car. I've never seen I'm you this frustrated. Pick up a FedEx package. <laughs> Anyways, so today we're talking about the Enneagram. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about the Enneagram. Fun fact. Fun fact about. So I'm a seven. Yes. And Eric, you're a. Nine. I'm a nine. Yay, yes. you remembered. <laughs> I was going to let you finish your sentence, no, but no. you're just going to see if I remembered it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm a nine. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. a seven, yeah. which means that logistics and administrative stuff, it just irks me to no end. So this was this was a massive this deal was, for you. This was a massive deal. And it's weird because like people assume that sevens are like super like improvised, go by go with the flow and like yeah. anything's alright. Yeah. But really like we have a plan. <laughs> it's all like fun and things that we want to do and things that give us joy. But people should abide by the plan. Yeah, but like it's a plan. Yeah. And like when things go awry, it's like, <laughs> well, that wasn't the plan. And especially when it's like logistical and administrative where it's like, I don't care and it's not fun. Yeah. It like takes so much energy out of me. See, versus a nine who would have handled the situation by <laughs> just being like, okay, well, I guess that's you know, all right, you know, trying trying to keep the peace, not actually trying to have t a, a too much conflict, uh, yeah. you know, to to uh, to address. And so I would have uh, I would have gone through a lot of a lot of attempts of of just like trying to mediate or mitigate the situation, and and I probably would have gone to FedEx. <laughs> right away because I would have been like, Oh, I don't wanna inconvenience you. Right. I don't wanna I don't wanna have you come out and deliver that to me. I'll yeah. come to you. Yep. And you don't have to deliver it to me. And uh, yeah. and I get my stuff quicker and uh, yeah. I mean I it, I do get to a point nines nines can get to a point when they're in unhealth where um, they basically just kind of they are either tired, angry or whatever and they uh -huh. lose all control over their <laughs> Uh, their peacekeeping mission And it, it goes out the window And we are very blunt And we are very direct It's, it's, it's where the eight wing actually comes out Yeah And there's a lot of uh, That's yeah. really interesting Yeah So that, I, I've, I've, I've been there a few times Yeah In my life it, It's funny because we both share the eight wing Except my eight wing is just anger <laughs> 
how do you it's have an eight wing? Because seven is next to. I didn't know. I didn't know they. I actually didn't know that about the enneagram that some of them share uh, wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, that me, makes sense. That obviously yeah, makes mean, sense because you have to go on either side. Numbers. Because numbers. Math. Thank you, CJ. I've never said that that's my strong suit. I've always said that I suck at math. That has always been my personal like, narrative. This is, this is like elementary cat. Anyways, so sevens have an eight wing and a six wing. Yes. And a seven wing eight is literally just pure energy. And that typically translates into anger. Okay. So a, a seven with an eight wing, a seven who's sitting in their eight wing is like a powder keg. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're just like, if things don't go their way, they get extremely angry. Okay. Anxious? First, anxious at all? No. Uh, maybe a hint, but a seven wing six, when they're starting to like get really upset about something it's, yep. it turns into anxiety mm. versus a seven wing and, and they kind of like shut down and they don't really yep. react versus a seven wing eight their energy goes into control and assertiveness uh yeah much more so assertive. it turns into like anger essentially yeah. whereas like an enneagram eight is is just they're very direct they're yeah. very blunt. uh blunt and and, and and what they seem as contra con confrontational or right. or aggressive but yeah. that's that's entirely their nature right so so yeah we we decided to basically just take another dive on the enneagram because it seemed to be a pretty popular episode for all of you guys and yeah so, would you say that was our most popular episode? it was our most popular yes yeah, yeah most people the most people turned in for that episode we had uh record highs on that one so that what, was what was the actual viewer account uh i will keep that a secret okay cool. <laughs> You can tell me later. <laughs> but uh, no, everybody, everybody seemed to really love that episode, um, and uh, and and I think I think rightfully so. I think it really dives into kind of the uh, internal natures of, of of who you are and and, and yeah. kind of how you react to certain things and, right. and 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 things of the like. And I think we did. I think I think we took a pretty deep dive on Enneagram the first time, um, and I thought that um, on second helpings we could just. I mean, our own personal experiences with our numbers. Right. I mean, I, I, I feel like I feel like I feel like personally there have been times where as a nine I I wish I had more assertiveness. Mm. I wish that I mean and and granted it completely I don't I don't want to pigeonhole because that that's the that's the threat of some of these personality type you know things and um I don't think I was supposed to turn here Whoops. oh okay well you can always move over <laughs> if you had a Tesla you could just jut in no, at the speed of light and my brain would melt yeah. into the back of my ears it's okay though <laughs> so anyway so like I was saying the Enneagram 9 um I, I feel I feel like I feel like on average we're trying to um, uh, when there's conflict we're trying to keep the peace we're, we're looking at all angles we are um, making sure that others are heard um, we can be a little bit passive but I feel like with my job as a therapist uh -huh. I've, I've actually exercised a lot of um, 
opportunity to be assertive and yeah. to actually um, speak when I'm supposed to and advocate. As a social worker, you need to advocate for mm-hmm. clients. And so there's different things in my job where I'm actually flexing muscles that a nine maybe normally wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It does not mean that it is not uncomfortable for me. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. Because it still really sucks to go to a a hole dad and <laughs> and just like lay it down right. in, in front of him and just like yo, like you can't <clears throat> you can't be doing this and yeah. um and and actually if if or if I'm talking with a parent. Uh, in session and they're actually doing a really bad thing uh-huh. like a nine will typically want to either not address that problem right. or find a really kind way to say that yeah. there's times in my job where I need to be very blunt with that person tell it like it is actually know that there is going to be a conflict if right. I say what I'm about to say and and but if I'm not advocating for my client I am not doing my job yeah. so yeah, there's been a lot of uncomfortability as a nine, as a therapist. Uncomfortability. Uncomfortability, yes. <laughs> I make up a lot of words. Anyway. You mean uncomfortableness. <laughs> That's okay, I like your word better. <laughs> anyway. So there have been a lot of people who have been like really curious. Is they're like, why are you a therapist? Right. Well, here's what I've learned. A lot of my nine friends... They use their very deep sense of empathy, empathy, and, empathy. and their ability to read people like books. Yes, yes. Um, Being able to actually understand yeah. and put yourself in their shoes—massive skill as as a as a therapist, yeah. for sure. But so, my problem is going too far in that. Right. So I will feel what they feel to the point where I shouldn't feel that much. Codependency. Yeah, you can, yeah, there's some, I mean, well, I, I regulate that with clients pretty well. I'm not, I'm not codependent yeah. with clients, but, um, you can be code, like nines can be codependent sometimes in relationships or yeah. family members or, um, people that they look up to or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It can be very easy for that, uh, for that person to be uh, codependent. To right. Them. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but I do also. I, I feel like nines not only um, have that mastery of being able to like being able to read people like books, but sometimes it almost seems like they have trouble reading themselves, mm. um, which is really interesting because it's like it's like you're using your ability to read others as a way to avoid your own feelings. Interesting. Uh, wow, that broke my brain. <laughs> we're gonna have to take a break. Yeah, we're gonna have to take a break. Actually, right. we're we're here at FedEx, and uh, <laughs> we're here. We're finally here. We're here at FedEx. Hopefully, the next. I'm sorry, minutes. your package is not here. We delivered it to your house. No! <laughs> Son of. I called you this morning! So, what uh, we decided we were gonna do uh, while we're in FedEx screaming our brains off is uh, you're gonna hear us in a few seconds uh, read off some reviews. 
that uh, some listeners have left us. Uh, thanks so much, you guys, for rating and reviewing the podcast. It's actually been really great. Um, please uh, go, if you haven't, go to the podcast at Apple Podcasts, uh, leave a review uh, and a rating, and we will read it on the podcast, and we will uh, read out your tag, whatever it is, for <laughs> Apple iTunes, and uh, we'll give you a shout-out. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully more people can leave us reviews and uh, let us know uh, let us constructively, know how we're constructively what we're doing. Please At this no stage, trolls. I'll take anything. Yeah, no. Please no trolls. <laughs> All right. Cool. See you in a bit. Welcome back. We are done with FedEx. Uh, yep, we got the TV. and It fit exactly... <laughs> The right dimensions. <laughs> there's no, there's no wiggle room whatsoever. Uh, yeah. So much so, my knees are bent sideways, <laughs> and I'm about a foot closer to the steering wheel. You're a foot closer to God. <laughs> All right. And we might be. <laughs> we might be seeing God very soon. <laughs> oh, uh, this will uh, be. Uh, this will be fun. Yep. So, as promised, uh, welcome back to Second Helpings. As promised, we will. Be reading off some reviews. Yay! Insert Yay. applause here. Woo. Oh, both hands. Oh, please do not take your hands yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our first uh, review is from Nosleyanad89. He said, "Really fun podcast to listen to!" Exclamation point. Woo. This episode on bullying. Oh, that was a while ago. Uh, was a special. Uh, with a special guest was very informative. Great meal options and important current day information for everybody. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Nosleynad89. You are a gem and a blessing to society with your kind words and kind ratings. So, our second uh, review comes from. Jeremiah's CP apostrophe S CPs. CPs. Is that is that um? What do you think? What what, what do we think CPs mean? Uh, Probably uh, confidential plants. Carnegie Pellet. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Carnegie Paladin? No, I was gonna go with Carnegie Mellon, but Mellon starts with an M. <laughs> but you said P first. Uh, Carnegie Pellon. Pellon. Carnegie Pellon. Uh, confrontational Pescapalian. I need to be in the leftmost lane. Leftmost? Four lanes lanes of traffic. traffic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was great. All right. So, well, why don't you read Jeremiah? Oh, because it's a red. I'm definitely not going to get pulled over by a cop. Okay, you're not even driving, so don't be dramatic. All right, he says... The two hosts have great chemistry with just the right amount of banter. Probably a little too much banter in there. <laughs> oh, is that a dig on me? <laughs> Easy listening and informative. I enjoy the mix of three of my favorite things, food, learning, and podcasts. Me too. I haven't tried any of the recipes yet, but the Italian avocado sounds very tasty. I am now looking forward to the letter G. Five stars. Five stars. 
Well, thank you, Jeremiah's confrontational Pescapalian paladins. I just uh, decided to go. I just decided. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a mouthful. It's definitely a cop right there. Look at that. Wow, that guy. There's a Ford F-150 truck literally just blocking traffic. Blocking entire. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, trucks. Brought to you by Texas. Son of a gun. Just not a fan of Texas trucks. Anyways. Anyways. uh, So thank thank you, everybody. Thanks for the reviews. Keep them coming. Uh, We'll read more. Um, Only the five-star ones. We are definitely going to screen for five-star ratings and reviews. (laughs) We will only read your review if it's five stars. No, no. no. Just kidding. That's bad. That's bad. But please don't don't give us a one. Like, uh, I mean, I don't think we're a one-level podcast. Unless you honestly feel that way. Yeah, yeah. If it's, like, our bad choice of... Audio equipment or our jokes are like not tasteful. <laughs> Look, just because we have a podcast where so. we have all of our best friends on doesn't mean that it's a level one podcast. <laughs> Deserve it of a one star. Yeah, uh, who knows? Who knows? Anyway. Anyways. So, so uh, back to back the to Enneagram. The Enneagram, yeah. yeah. So do you remember what we were talking about? <clears throat> We were talking about the Enneagram. We were talking about how you're a nine and I'm a seven. Um, so so what would you say are the failings of a seven? Like the things that you're like feelings. Yeah, so I talked ah. so I talked about with a nine how yeah. I wish I wish I was a little more assertive. I wish right. I wish that that came naturally to me, but that's a fight. Yeah. You know, that's that's an it's a thing I have to work on to be to be to be out there. Yeah. I think the failing of the seven, if you want to call it that I, I, I I'm using a catchy yeah. Clickbait title. Yeah. The, failing. the failings of a seven. So yeah. bad at being yourself. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah. Um, no, just what the I thing that say, you have to work hardest. Yeah, at. I would say the hardest thing that the seven uh, struggles with is is vulnerability. Okay. I would say it's probably the hardest thing because sevens are known for being fun and engaging. So and surface having a very interesting lifestyle. Yeah, they can be very surfacey. I, I like to call it the crunchy outer seven shell. That okay, is kind of like yeah, a little bit weird. <laughs> but it's like it's the it's kind of the mask that sevens put on. Okay, um, and it makes them really likable. It's like a really likable exterior, essentially. Yeah, it's not. And I would wager a lot of people have masks I, I would wager that too but yeah. this one is one that is very difficult it's typically very thick okay um, because because of their uh, charm and their likability and the fact that they're always constantly moving it's really hard to ba- like break through to it is it that they don't want to drop that and 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 uh, have to um Admit the f- admit the facade almost. Uh, not that they're purposely making a facade, but that like almost that there's like if they showed that that inner layer, that soft chewy layer. If you yeah, know. yeah, the soft nougaty caramel. <laughs> why is this uh, a why is this a candy bar? <laughs> uh, it's just weird because uh, you know like Shrek. There's many layers. It's like a parfait. Everybody loves parfait. Um, yeah, it's 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 the fact that they put on that shell because they want to be likable, mm. and that they need kind of like affirmation from being okay. like worthy of having those types of um, 
relationships where people like gravitate toward them mm. because like they're so fun and they're so sociable. And re- in reality, it's because they're trying to hide from something. Okay. Right? The 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 core the core existence of a seven type personality is that um, you think they're afraid. The, oh yeah, for sure. The core the core seven fear is acknowledging that they have needs and wants and that mm-hmm. they need to be met. Mm-hmm. So instead they use either material possessions or hobbies or experiences to kind yeah. of cover up that. So so that so that crunchy outside is this protective layer yeah. that feeds into this underlying fear that without that they will not be well liked, mm-hmm. accepted, mm-hmm. understood, yep. and that is a safety blanket yes. that that if it disappears, they will be in trouble. Yeah, if, if when it disappears, then they have to face their emotions and the pain that come with that. Mm. And that's why they're moving at a thousand feet or a thousand miles per hour. And why you have a thousand hobbies, and like that's you, why like you said in hobbies. like you said in our Enneagram episode, you have. A thousand things that you I do, do and, yeah, and, and you kind of fill your time and right. jack of jack of all trades kind of thing where you, yep. you're you're not really a master of one, yep. or or locking into. I mean, not to say you're not a master of one. Oh, I'm like <laughs> I a, think you're fairly good at your job, but <laughs> like yeah, but you're just kind of bouncing around. Yeah, we're just with it, hobbies. Yeah, and bouncing around, trying to trying to fill that void essentially, trying to fill mm. that void and that space so that I don't have to <clears throat> deal with my emotions. That has to play. All right, let's let's take a let's take a spiritual. Dive. Whoa! Yes. Not so that has, that has to take <laughs> that has to take a hard toll on your spiritual life. Yeah. Because the idea that God will accept mm-hmm. the inside parts that you feel are not good enough for other people, right? He will also not. love those parts and so being open and vulnerable and accepting of your faults and your and your shortcomings Uh must be a pretty hard thing to do with god yeah it is it is it is hard to admit from like a spiritual level that i am worthy at times yeah um and it really takes like a, a very intentional mindset for me to be like no that's not true like God has specifically said speaking truth. Yep, speaking truth over yourself, over myself, and um, which is hard. Usually, you need another person to kind of (laughs) see. Just no, this is wrong. This is not. You know, right? But doing it on your own is yeah. uh, Like for me, the the rawest moments where I'm not like intentionally like slowing down is typically rejection. Like I struggle the most with rejection. Right. Um, and you know that can come in a number of ways. You know, if I at employment, yeah, employment I or with friendships with or with family. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say most typically for me, I find it in situations where um, you know I'm trying to find a romantic interest. Yeah, and it's like, oh. I didn't fit so and so's criteria of what they're looking for, which in reality is going to happen a lot. Oh yeah, for but, sure. But but you're right because of the nature of it, because there is actually a lot of rejection within trying to find somebody. Yeah. It for it's harder for a seven. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And like the biggest thing, like I've in my moments of growth and maturity, it's like coming to realize that. 
um, finding a spouse or finding someone romantically has literally nothing to do, well, a little bit, has has a lot to do with like who I am and what I've accomplished and all that stuff. Right. But it's not, it's not just that. It's the part that I have literally no control over, yeah. which is the romantic part, which yeah. is the attraction and the, um, you know, the chemistry, which is any number of variables yeah. that I have literally no control over. The other person. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And what's interesting is what you'll find is um, sevens typically use these filler experiences and hobbies and, and interesting things, not only to make themselves more likable, but also <clears throat> as a form of control so that in the times when they do face rejection, they can use all of these things that they have experienced and used, uh, done and liked um, as a way of like kind of almost like um, placating their self in that rejection. Mm. Just saying like, well, you know what, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like they might not find me attractive, but like look at all these other things that I can do. And right. it's like, well, right. you gotta not fill that rejection with that. You actually have to face your emotions. Well, yeah, because it, it comes as a double-edged sword where it's like, okay, now, you know, there's these things that they might, you know, find more attractive about myself, but then it's like you run the risk of them looking at you in a fake way. Yeah, exactly. In in a way that that ultimately your 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 um your goal was to make yourself look more attractive and yep. you made yourself look less attractive Yeah, because they're like, I don't Try want someone hard. who's not right. I don't want someone who's not themselves, who doesn't yeah. feel confident in, in kind of who they are. Yep. And, um, and, and getting to that place, it's, uh, I, I feel like for a seven getting to that place is, is time and experience. It is. It, yeah. it, 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 you know, by the time you're, you know, in your late twenties, early thirties, you've had, you've had some experience getting to a place where you're kind of like, this is who I am. Um, uh, you know, you're not perfect at it, but you're right. much better than, than you were when, you know, maybe you were <laughs> a teenager looking to, have a girl, <laughs> looking to have a girlfriend where you're like, who am I? <laughs> what am I? <laughs> what am I? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. it's, it's really interesting too. Cause for a lot of my, a lot of friends that I know that are sevens, yeah. um, they, there's usually a performance aspect attached to their trauma. Mm. Uh, it's usually childhood related and it's, well, I mean, for, for all of us, it's childhood related, but it's performance as a child, yeah. like not being good enough and then having to take action, um, in order to prove one's worth and oneself essentially. Mm. And so that eventually spirals into, well, actually, I'm really good at these things. If I keep doing these things, I get positive reinforcement, and that just kind of compounds itself into adulthood. So, like, typically wow. sevens have a lot of hobbies, um, are really good at a lot of things, or are, like, epicures, you know? They have lot of hobbies and interests in many different things, hmm. um, and oftentimes they're really good at it, too. Um, they're kind of veritable renaissance people essentially they hmm. do a lot of things in a lot of different places <laughs> i find it interesting that you f said that you can't 
or not can't, that's the wrong word, but um, have a little more difficulty going to a vulnerable place, and yet you've gone to some pretty vulnerable places in this car. Oh, sure. Right yeah. now. <laughs> Let's see, I, some deep dives right now. <laughs> I, I, um, <clears throat> I tend to be a lot more introspective than... Um, probably your your typical seven and and I've had a lot of experience in terms of facing some of my fears and understanding my insecurities and you know taking courses you know our, our church leads the emotionally healthy spirituality course that both yep. you and I took and yep. that really impacted me in the sense of like really owning um uh why I lead so strongly as an Enneagram 7. Mm. Um, and at the same time, just realizing, like, as a mature adult who wants to go into marriage, like, I don't want to take that baggage with me into marriage. Right. Or at least not as much as is unhealthy couple would take, you know? Like, yeah. I want to lessen that baggage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. you know, I've also taken steps to investing into my emotional health I'm um, seeing a counselor and, and psychologists and therapists and yeah. um, trying to understand past traumas and cognitive biases and all that stuff. So yeah. um, the reason why I can go so deep is because of those investments that I've made. But yeah. at the same time, you know, realizing like it's not just one layer, you know, and it's not just one super thick layer. It's like several layers of varying thicknesses you know because i'll (laughs) like i'll bring up something and then someone will point out to me like you seem to be holding on to that quite hard like is there something behind that and i have to like take a step back and be like oh shoot like i didn't realize there was like trauma behind this yeah um and like anxiety and like "Ah!" yeah so well that's good i mean that's that's uh I mean, that's, that's the work that we're talking about where it's like, you know, you realize kind of like, what are the areas, you know, that we feel like are the most work for where, for your Enneagram type and, and, and the areas where you, where you struggle. And it's really important to know what those are so that you're not just kind of blindly being like, Oh, this is my number and (laughs) and this is what I'm bad at. No, it's just because of my, like, don't use that as a cop out because with each Enneagram type, there is living in health and unhealth. You know, there is, there's doing, there's doing things that, um, with, within your Enneagram type that are less than desirable right. and other, and other things that are like, and, and by definition, so the, when you're living in health in your, in your Enneagram type, you're, you're aware and cognizant of the things that make you unhealthy yeah. within that, whether that's, you know, you're too anxious about something or you're worrying too much or you're too angry about something or, you know, whatever that is for that, for that, for that Enneagram type, you're aware of some of your shortcomings right. and you don't let them define you. You actually at, at, attack them at the head, at the, at the pass. And, you know, you 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 realize that, okay, it's been a really hard day and there's been a lot on my plate. I know what I typically will do in this situation yeah. and I need to not take that baggage home to my spouse, to my friends, to my dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do it. You know it. what I mean? Like it, you, you just like living, living in an aware and present way. Um, it just, it just helps a lot of other people because they're not going to know 
your inner workings as much as you are. Yeah. So you're going to be the best person to be able to, unless unless you you have a spouse who's been with you for a while, who like knows the things that <laughs> you that you also know, <laughs> right. and call those things out for you. Yeah. That's sometimes help, helpful, but um, or like a family member who's able to be like, yo, you suck at this. Um, or a close friend or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a close friend. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be one of those two. So we're sure. getting uh, we're getting close to putting the TV in my house. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, FedEx has been close three times, but we're actually going to put it We are in actually my house. the delivery service. <laughs> we have it in our backseat. I will take a photo oh, of it man. now. Um, but uh, if you could, if you could summarize... Um, what what should other people know about nines in just like a couple of sentences whether it be like pointers or like things people should look out for or like ways to kind of help you or help another nine like grow spiritually and emotionally what would that be um i would say Oh, that's a that's a really good question. Um, yeah. I would say sometimes nines will think that their empathy is a deterrent, or not a deterrent. That's not a wrong. That's a wrong word. It, it's a it's a detractor. It's kind of like undesirable. No, not so much undesirable. Just well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe like in in a sense, they will they will think like I wish I didn't have so much empathy or. Or the the level at which I do because I feel like I feel too much or it's really difficult in emotional situations or things like that. I, I, I want to encourage people who actually have that empathetic side mm. to be able to use it in a in a way like in a way that this is gonna sound really lame, but in a way that like a like a superhero has a superpower superhero. and and learns how to use it. and like when they first learn that they have a superpower, they like they're like really terrible <laughs> with yeah. it. They're like they're like shooting lasers through buildings um, because they're they're like oh this shoots through everything, oh, no. or they like they have super speed and they like run into a car or something like they're they're trying they're they're like a, like a deer <laughs> freshly born trying to like walk around on its new legs oh and they're like they're just they don't know what they're doing yeah. and they're and they're just stumbling around yeah. and I think that some pe- sometimes people um they they don't really know how to use. Uh, or control the amount of empathy that they have because it because like I said it hurts or it or it's it, you know they don't want to feel as much as they sometimes feel and I've sure, and I've yeah. and I've definitely felt that before I wish I could just turn it off but you can't um, as much I mean we don't we don't want to be sociopaths <laughs> right there's a bunch of deer um, so I would I would say recognize kind of what areas you can use that in you know be be more concern or um, be, be more aware of those around you more loving of their situation um, recognize where they're coming from um, I think a lot of people will sometimes uh, link empathy with with nines like just as an automatic like that's just the thing that they either struggle with or are good at or whatever right um, but um, I don't want I don't want people to think that that's necessarily something that that is like a curse right. or anything like that, but that they can actually use that in a really powerful way. Yeah, uh, to help other people. Cool. So, 
Yeah, what about what about seven? Um, my advice to sevens is um, just just to slow down and actually like take inventory of your emotions because they usually speak the loudest, even though we're trying to avoid them. Okay. Uh, generally speaking, um, find yourself a nine friend to <laughs> tell you about your emotions. <laughs> Um, you know, <laughs> to see a nine who sees what you can't yep. see. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, I mean, if they're too empathetic and you're not empathetic of yourself enough, then that's like the perfect pairing, in my opinion. That's so um, funny because that's, ha- that's happened between us before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny. But also at the same time, like realizing for other people, like realizing that sevens are basically eternal children. Um, <laughs> and um, they, the reason they are the way they are is because they they have suffered some sort of trauma mm-hmm. as a child, um, and they kind of exist in that state of like fun and joy and happiness, mm-hmm. um, and in this day and age, that is that is something that needs to be had. People are, in my I, opinion, people are just way too serious. I absolutely agree there's with you. There's too much trauma. There's yeah. too much fear and anxiety and uncertainty S- and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's just nice to have um, kind of that energy around you sometimes where I it's agree. like, yeah, it's just, we're, we're just here to have a good time. Yeah. So. I, I absolutely engage in that whenever I can. Yeah. Um, I think that's super important and and super immature of a response to say that someone enacting in that is immature and a child. And I think that that is far too frequent that people will look down on those who engage in that childlike nature yeah, and, and that energy. And right. it's, it's sad because it sad. <laughs> it's, it's an, in, it's an insecurity right? Exactly within themselves. Yeah. And you know, I just wish that they could just jump in the snow and make a snowman. So. Yeah. Or... <laughs> yeah. Or what? Uh, I don't know. I was trying to come up with an example for me. But Play some like, blocks! <laughs> like, I've just been playing Call of Duty for the past two weeks, and I'm like, video game. how fun this is! <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, it's just... Uh, I would say, though, um, as Sevens mature, they they begin to understand uh, the appropriate places and times to have that joy mm-hmm. um, because sometimes it can come at that like energy can come out of fear and anxiety and that's usually when people kind of look down on them as like mm-hmm. um, are you serious right now? Right, right. Um, but, you know, there's a time and a place for all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, of course. Yeah, there's times where you should yeah, yeah. do that. But yeah, like funerals or something. Well, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so... uh, That's a good answer. I like that. That's good. That concludes this episode. Well, thank you uh, for coming, watching, and uh, listening to uh, our episode on (laughs) our second dive on the Enneagram. Yep. Um, And, uh, yeah, stay tuned for more second helpings in the future. We'll maybe do some more, although they're not really going to be very announced <laughs> they'll just yeah. they'll just kind of come whenever they do so yeah. <laughs> there's no real schedule to them <laughs> nope and with the upcoming holiday season our releases are probably going to be a little bit more sporadic so uh, apologies in advance we'll uh, we'll be back on our regular schedule once 2020 kicks off 
Uh, we may have another second helpings just to kind of go over the year, but uh, for the most yeah. part, um, yeah, I think this is a, this kind of wraps up the season, and uh, we'll uh, start on I think I next time. Is that right? I yeah, yeah. I yeah yep. yeah yeah I yeah. So cool. All right, enjoy. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's <laughs> and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa if you celebrate those. I mean, there's a lot of others, but and yeah yeah. Yeah. 2020. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs>